I mean, right now it's about to get. Bu- I'm about to get busy. I'm between busy busynesses right now, mainly because my husband's on tour and we sort of tag team, you know, family you responsibilities. Off. Yeah. So he's on tour. I have a, about you know some time off to gear up for a lot of recording in February, and then a residency coming up here at a club that I'm doing, and then I'm belly the bellies and I are putting together a, um, a festival, like a mini festival in Providence in August. So that's uh, setting up for that. Um, so music is is still a part of basically your everyday life. It is, yeah. I mean, and I'm also um, a part time postpartum doula, and that's that's something that I do 100% word of mouth at this point. I don't advertise. I don't have cards. It's not. I don't have a website. It's all. Did you have doula cards? I did. I did. Yep. I used to have doula cards in like in all the all the childbirth and you know toddler and baby oriented shops and. The greater Boston area. <laughs> it's such a strange thing to me to sort of see a business card, pick it up, and then contact you. Yeah. I, it, I mean, word of mouth seems like the way to go, Word, right? word of mouth is the way it's such an intimate thing. It is. And I, I feel like referrals also sort of takes away the, the few times that there has been name recognition. It's been fine. But I started to People knowing me, you yeah, from your music. Yeah, right. Or choosing for that reason and and it it has been fine 100 percent and lovely experiences all around um but i did start to feel like maybe just having people refer would be easier and then i also do you know i'll go on to some of the forums and look for some sort of need based um sos calls (laughs) what's kind of a red flag i mean what what are people looking for specifically that you would fit the bill? Um, just sort of a, a lot of it is just, re, you know, sort of um, connecting resources. It's yeah. a, a lot of just holding the child while the mom takes care of herself for a little bit. Or I will run errands or I will cook, set them up with food for a week or so, help with house care they need, help set up the nursery, help with sleep advice and, um, swaddling. Mm -hmm. But that, all of that is, um, in the shadow of, of breastfeeding, which is lactation is the number one, probably thing that I, that's the number one thing that I do. So you're not really involved at all with the birthing process. No, I trained as a birth doula, um, certified as a birth doula, but that would became untenable, um, in terms of my family life and, Work life, it was, you know, I can't, I have my own kids, I can't disappear for three days at a time sometimes. No, I mean, sometimes, you know, it depends on how long. It's like natural home childbirth? (laughs) No, no. I actually never did a home birth um, in the short time that I was doing that work. Um, It's basically just wherever the birth is happening, you're there to assist. It's birth coaching and assisting not a, a medical you know, position RN at all or, no yeah. no not yeah. even close what does it look like mm-hmm. in that case during the birthing process i mean is it like is it moral support or what do you actually kind of provide sometimes, it's, it's sometimes it's a, it's emotional support it's a lot of physical there's a you know there's um positioning and breathing exercise mm-hmm. you know it's it's, okay. it's it really has everything to do with the birth plan of the mother and what the mother wants in that moment which changes on you know in in the room Almost always. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you gotta but call just an audible. Sort of supporting, you know, supporting the mother in what she wants her experience to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the partner too, you know, a lot of partner support there too. So, so that sounds like a situation for, for that though, where there's a lot of kind of planning and constant communication with them ahead of the actual birth that you're, yes. Okay. You're, yeah, you're that, a client or their clients already. Right. Yeah. And, and again, I haven't, that was a, that was really a super brief part of the whole, the bigger picture of what I do. And postpartum is all I do. And all I have done for years, so it works into the music thing because yeah. I can play. You know, I I can take gigs mm-hmm. on either side when it when it works. You know, and sort of weave it in with the other side of my work. So, and the mu- musically, I have been it has been very busy in the past several years, past few years. So I've been doing less postpartum work than I was prior to this um, work resurgence in music. But um, I'm hoping. I mean, I do miss, I miss the regular doula work. So I think I'll be segueing back into that a little bit. How did you get into it in the first place? It happened so naturally. And I think after my... You say that, but it's not a thing that most people get into. (laughs) I feel like um, the, the main, the main reason and I don't, you know, I don't want to turn this into a, I had a terrible experience, so I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to, there is a piece of it where I didn't sure. have a terrible experience, but my, my last birth, I felt like I um, was really stripped of power in the postpartum stage of the hospital, you know, and just decisions were made without, without my knowledge, because I was very out of, it was a very difficult birth and I was... Hmm. Even having I already had, gone through that process, it yes, still... yeah, I had had hyperemesis gravidarum, which I had through both of my pregnancies, which required a pick line in my heart mm. and keeping me hydrated and keeping me nourished, and and so I was tired going in, <laughs> and so both, you know, that the, my last labor was thirty plus hours, and and at the end of it all, I, you know, I was in and out and didn't really, you know, uh, and they sort of made some decisions while my husband and I weren't there to advocate for ourselves or for our baby. You think it's just sort of a matter of hospital bureaucracy? It, it, it is. And I also, I mean, I also feel there was, um, a, there was real friction between myself and a couple of the staff in terms of what I wanted. And they made decisions based yeah. on what they thought was best for me. What kind of requirement would cause friction in that case? Taking the child away and putting them in nursery, yeah. which I had expressly asked them not to do. I wanted her next to me, but they a, a decision was made that I needed to sleep more than I needed to be have her near me. This is a very yeah. delicate because there are moms that I have had who have made the decision to do that, sure. and I support that 100%. Yeah, yeah. But it should but be their it, decision. It it's, yes, it should have been. My, this is this. My point is not the action itself, mm-hmm. is the fact that I had expressly, I'd made it very clear. It was written. I had a written birth, you know, birth plan that I, that is not what I wanted. Um, and it was, I, they, I was overridden because. I was just, I fell asleep and they just sort yeah. of understandably. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which I should have been too, but yeah. yeah. So this is not a traumatic at all tale at all, Yeah. but I just sort of felt afterwards that if I had had somebody more clearly and there were, that wasn't the only thing that happened though. That was the, that was, there were other things which I don't want to get into, but it sure. was, I just felt like for a few months after 
again, not traumatized in any way, but just sort of, oh, I wish that I had, that we had had a doula there just yeah. to sort of make sure that our plan was protected and that there was some gentle agency between myself and agent between myself and the staff. Um, and so I kind of started looking into it and then I took a couple of curiosity classes <laughs> around it and it just sort of pulled me in and, and the idea of being in a new, in the new nest and being helpful in that moment for new moms and families was just really appealing to me. And I, I really enjoy, I, I mean, I love, I love, I love being part of that. Sometimes it's funny because like sometimes I feel like the job is so, you know, I think people, you have to be really clear about what it is because mm -hmm. the, one of the first things, especially if it's a gift, if someone's mo mother has gotten it for their daughter as a gift, yeah. it's just the, like, um, so what, what, what are you, <laughs> what do you do? What are you going to, why are you here? You've described the two versions of it you've done and they're, they're fairly different jobs from the sound of it. Oh yeah. yeah. There are um, a lot of women that do both or a lot of doulas mm -hmm. that will do both. They'll do birth and postpartum and that's ideal. You know, that's a great package right there. But yeah, if you do it separately, it's a different, different bunch, you know, different work. So lactation being the, the commonality. And, um, that is, that's another thing that I needed help with, with both of my kids. So that was, that's something that, that I'm happy to aid in. And also if, Again, with whatever they decide to do, I think a lot of it is just really making, at a very vulnerable time, reassuring and shoring up women so that they understand that that what they want is valid and what and that they're they are allowed to make mm -hmm. their own decisions and should in terms of you know feeling strong in those moments and being able to establish some content you know some a real sense of who you are and how you want to do this and, and the ba and babies respond to that, you know, to that, no matter what the decision is, just to feel like you are doing your best and that you know what you're, you know, you know what you want. When you were sort of seeking it out and testing the water and taking those early courses, were you looking for work outside of music, something maybe a little steadier? Yeah. Yes, that was another thing too. And, and, you know, piece of that originally was wanting to work a, a more regularly at something because I like working <laughs> and that was part of it. And I had looked at other things. I took a couple of, um, baking classes okay. at the Cambridge Culinary School. All very, very domestic like, yeah, things. Yeah. Well, yeah. just something, well, part of that is, and, and another thing is that I didn't go to college. I, w yeah. I got signed so young and just didn't. You went to rock Didn't college. Go. Yeah, I mean, so I, 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 you know, a piece of it was doing something that I was interested in that that I wouldn't having little kids at the time that I wouldn't have to go back, you know, start afresh in a full time college situation. So that was part of it, and I feel like the doula thing just plugged in. Yeah, really well. You went on the rock and roll pirate ship when you were, what, 14, 15 years old, right? That's when I mean, we started playing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Was there ever sort of a plan B for you? Or it sounds like you got pretty swept up um, in it pretty quickly. I, it's, it's, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, at the time with the muses, Kristen and Dave both went, I think they went for a year each. Mm -hmm. took it, and then we all moved to Boston. But I, I, you know, I just sort of, I went, you know, for, a, I bailed very quickly in the middle of starting 
starting in the first year and just didn't fin you know I, I at the time i was just sort of like i think i felt like we're going to be doing this and i'm not feeling invested in anything else in particular and so i was sort of waiting for the ship to sail you know and it and it did and then you know in the back of my head i always felt like well i'll go back someday when this is has run its course and then just it you know fortunately it continued to be my job for a very long time. So it sounds like there wasn't a lot of slow time. It, you really were kind no, of going from wasn't. one project to another for a, a while there. Yeah, with a lot of overlap. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, I did, and 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 um, because I just kept, you know, things kept coming up, and it was all exciting, and so I said yes to everything for a while and happily I mean um yeah so that and that those threads continued some simultaneously and then some you know and then it separated out and then it kind of just became belly and then that turned into solo and back to belly again. <laughs> so yeah it just sort of it just continues and I even you know I put out this series called the swan song yeah. series just very clearly saying goodbye and throwing myself a little goodbye party at least in terms of like i mean i'm always gonna write and i'm always gonna play yeah. but i was i was like you know i at the time i just felt like i'm just gonna focus on boston and just stay in boston and do things here and there here which is this very one you know sort of fertile place for me i love just driving up the street and singing at somebody's show you know what i mean but you felt or play. like you were done being a touring musician yes yeah and i, I just felt like you know uh, let's just let me. I just want to put out a big final volume of something, mm -hmm. and then just kind of, sh you know, show up when people invited me to do stuff around here. That was my game plan. But um, but then the act of collaborating yeah. on that project with all of these brilliant people and friends, and it just really restarted me. It just hit, you know, those all of that sort of dormant energy was just just came back I just kind of came back to it um, came back to that life in a very I, I mean I still it's very modified in terms of touring mm -hmm. I never I don't have interest in turning into a, a workhorse road dog as far as touring goes yeah. again yeah but just writing and writing and writing and writing and working with people and you know just back to what I loved about it to begin with which is making music with people. <laughs> Why did it feel so ultimate? Why did it feel like that was the end of that chapter of your life? Um, I think it just, I, it just is so, I mean, it borders on, on just the most annoying kind of narcissism. I just felt like, <laughs> um, I think I'm just going to fade away without acknowledging it. You know, I that's see. how I felt at the time. And you I had the Neil Young to... paradox and you're like, I'm, this is the, the yeah. road I'm taking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like I had to make some sort of, statement <laughs> so you quite literally put it in the title of yeah. the project yes. yeah <laughs> very dramatic it's such a rock and roll thing too of, to just be like this is like the rolling stones thing yeah, like this, this is, is our it. last tour yeah yeah, right. yeah. But, the, but it is i mean it is it's nice that the the very thing that i was using as a tool my you know my exit strategy ended up being um something that really just changed my life again and 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 it was like this. This sounds so simplistic, but just a huge piece of it was realizing that this isn't a 
this isn't a lonely venture, you know, yeah. there's nothing like I have this, this beautiful network of people who are, you know, who just, I just, the, it was the collaborate, it was the, the discovery of collaboration that brought me back in. Do you think it was just prior to the project that you were still had a kind of, um, a nineties music making mentality of, you know, these very sort of specific boxes and the yes. process and everything needs to happen versus going yes. on SoundCloud or. Yeah. And that, yep. And I do think that 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 is another awakening that I had is that oh that this is a wild wide open field of fair play now where yeah. you know just anything goes and you can do you know you can craft this however you want to and do as much or as little and um and not have to sign a single document <laughs> with anyone <laughs> which uh which was also an epiphany also just just feel like oh wait i don't that all of the old rules are gone there's no set now you do you know here are the steps that you follow and then you start and then you know you mm-hmm. hit the reset button and you go back and you follow the steps again that's not that doesn't exist anymore which is lovely it seems like of all the projects that belly might have gone through the ringer the most when it comes to dealing with you know, signing those papers, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, we had, it, it, it's, our trajectory was a one that was just like fraught with peril. Back then. Sure. But I mean, and part, part <laughs> but, of it, I assume, was that, you know, that you were, you already had all this momentum from all of the projects leading up to it. It wasn't, yeah. you didn't have the luxury of starting from a, a place of being amateurs. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, and I feel like we had all... We had all come from, I mean, all four of us have been in band since we were teenagers. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like we had this vibe initially of, okay, well, this band is just the natural, a natural progression from every mm-hmm. place we've been. And so we, there was that camaraderie and it felt like a real band initially. But then when it, when everything exploded, we, didn't have at the time that 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 you know years long yeah. foundation which you know we thought we had because we were all we all had been working yeah. musicians our whole lives um i mean in the case of the so, muses you were quite literally related yes, yes. and that that's another <laughs> yeah. example where we grew up together and in the band and as little kids and so we had a we did have this sort of we had relationships that were bigger than the band. And I have that with Belly now. Okay. <laughs> you know, like they, I have to say... Oh, you just had to go through the ringer I to get did, it. I, yes, I had to go yeah. through the... We had to go through the ringer to get it. A very long, decades-long ringer. Mm. <laughs> but we have that same thing now of just the relationships almost come first. And then, you know, happily, that also includes making music together. So, but we, you know, things just got... This is such a worn, a well-worn story, but, yeah. you know, people get in your ear and everybody's and everyone has their own little factions of people, you know, sort of pulling you this way and that way. And we, we just sort of fell apart. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even, you know, a cataclysmic thing. It was just this sort of, 
like entropy it just sort of the air leaving the body yes, exactly you did use the word exploded before what do you mean exactly when you say that you mean just in terms of everything kind of falling apart or oh the first time i used the word exploded yeah i meant, I meant um when everything got big everything it got, got big. very suddenly got big okay. yeah that was the beginning of the end. Like success was the yeah, the kind of. I mean, yeah. we enjoyed it for about for. I mean, I you know it was exciting for a while, yeah. and then I think the pressure just of the second record, and then um, it's for very different people, and at the time we had very we you know different ideas about how we wanted it to weave into our lives, and that's we're you know again same page now, but mm-hmm. at the time. You know, in in the mid-90s, we were sort of, we hadn't really, we didn't really sit down. If we had had, you know, I think about this now because there was someone on our label who said, well, what if you guys got a mediator? Yeah, a doula. Yes, a band doula, (laughs) exactly. Um, And we just were at a point where we just didn't want to face that either. Yeah, You know, it had gotten to such a nonverbal stage that the idea of, a stranger coming in and cracking that open just felt unbearable to uh, think of. Did you see the the Metallica documentary? I did. I was actually talking to my brother about this yeah. yesterday. He's a huge Metallica fan, but but I mean that's like yeah. the, the, them literally having a couples therapist yes. for the band. Yeah, yeah, and and that's where we, you know, I feel like at the time the one thing that the four of us had in common back at that point was deep tissue stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> so non-communication so, was the common yes, thread there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and these are people I love, you yeah. know, and so so it was heartbreaking. And uh you know, we've we've gotten back to it. Yeah. We got back to a good place because we did there was a short conversation, you know, before the reunion. Um okay, so do we do that mediation thing now or do we just draw a line in the sand? <laughs> And never, never speak of it back. again. And we're like, oh, yeah. well, option two, please. Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling that part of the reason why it succeeded this time around is because there were like zero expectations. I mean, like, I, you know, I was reading some yeah. interviews that you did and you didn't expect people to buy. You, you no. thought that when people were buying tickets that they thought it was the other belly. We did. Yeah. And we, why would anyone possibly yeah, want to see this? I know. It was exciting. Yeah. I know. That was, that was a very exciting. Yeah. It was, you know, nice to find out that people missed us. And a lot of um, people who were too young to see us when it happened got, you know, had the opportunity to finally mm-hmm. see it live. So that was, that was for, a huge chunk of yeah. those, those people. So, But yeah. for you, the stakes were low. There was no ego because when you don't expect people to come out... Yeah. There that you know right. there, there aren't egos bashing against each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah. And it was I feel like um it was something that we really had to do for ourselves um just in terms of making sure we don't or I I'm going to have to say I cuz I don't want to speak for mm-hmm. them but I, I, that would have been a a deathbed regret for me. <laughs> not having gotten back together? Yeah. Or not or not the just having ended on such, with such a lingering question mark forever, you know, I just, and having those relationships be frayed and, you know, just, Mm -hmm. it's just been such a, such a healing thing uh, to use that word, but for, I think for all of us to, 
to be able to, to be able to, to, to fix something, to be able to fix something broken that felt unfixable. That's such a huge gift. I mean, just anyone can relate to that, you know, that there are things we've all broken. We've all broken things. And to have the opportunity to fix that is, has been uh, something I didn't think we were going to get to do because it's not just the band. We come from a very small town. Relationships were affected by this. Our families Hmm. were affected by this. We, our families spent, the Gorman and Donnelly family spent holidays together. You know, it was, it was more than just, Making sure, you know, making sure we made another record. Like, that's yeah. not what it was. That was a lovely byproduct of it. It was a That bigger... wasn't even the goal initially. No, no. So that was really the only the only of your projects that was kind of left off in that state? Yeah. I mean, the, so the other relationships with the other bands are still, have always, you, you still talk to them and are still oh, yeah, friendly. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. I was just texting Kim yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no, the, everybody, and th- that's the only huge acrimonious moment of my life. And that is another thing that I, yeah. you know, just used to, you know, I, it would just, I'd be just kind of going about my daily life and something would, tr- you know, just like trigger that breakup. And it, I would immediately just feel just gross. Yeah. You know. And it was left in that state f- un- until the reunion? Mm. Gail and I have always, Gail and I were close through, uh, or, you know, pretty quickly after and then through out. Um, and the guys and I, again, I'm really close to their sister is one of my closest, one of my best lifelong friends. I, their parents I'm super close to. So we still had, we still saw each other occasionally and still, you know, there wasn't any... It, it didn't end in a brawl, sure. <laughs> but it just, it was always, there was just always this discomfort and unhappiness around it, which we, which is no longer the case. It's so interesting though, that that's sort of the, the solution to that problem is like, let, let's try to recreate some of the things that, that got us in this in the first, it's yes. like, you know, it's like going through a breakup, you know, you're not like, well, let, let's start let's dating move back again. In together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. If anything, it seems like the exact wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're really right. I actually had thought about it, but like, yeah, that's absolutely true. But we, I think it's the only, you know, that that's, we missed play. I mean, very simply, we also missed playing our music together. Um, And I've always written really, really well with Tom and with Gail. So, and, and Chris too, you know, I mean, we all, I think miss working together, but you're right. There, what it was, it's an odd sort of mm-hmm. lab. Was it the sort of thing where over the years, you know, somebody had kind of floated the idea here and there, and it just never came together? Yeah, I think so. It would come up every few sure. years in some, you know, some faction of us would be sort of. Do you think we could? How would that go? And then it just sort of either one or two people would kibosh it immediately, or it was just sort of disappear into the ether. It yeah. was just, yeah. well, there's so many, there's so many moving parts. Like even yeah. if you all were best friends there, there's so much of, you know, everybody's life, whether yeah. they're in other bands or just family, mm-hmm. you know, kids, things kind of have to go on hold for a little while. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and we find, and that is another thing is that we did find ourselves, you know, in sync with the being ready emotionally. We also found ourselves in a place where our kids were 
relatively self-cleaning of <laughs> an age where they could be cared for, you know. Self-cleaning. <laughs> They're not ovens. <laughs> or the businesses could be left for, you know, a few weeks at a time. Like, you know, stuff like that. So it did, you know, it... it um, and even still, you know, the longest tours that we... It, as we chunked up the tours mm-hmm. to make sure, you know, Gail's partner has to take on all of their business while when she leaves and it's a lot they, you know you know chris has little kids i have kids that's a lot tom has a business we all have stuff that we can do it and it makes it possible but that doesn't mean that we don't have crazy catch-up when we get home. you know so it still has to be on a very modified you know plan for you and the, when the kids first came along did it did it feel like that chapter of your life might be over um no 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 and actually when great my first came along i was in the studio with her strapped to me pretty quickly <laughs> and we toured when she was a baby up mm-hmm. until yeah no it wasn't no but that was also dean was my husband was with me at that point yeah. he was my musical partner at that point also Being which made things, musician is helpful. yes oh it's so helpful especially yeah. when that musician plays with you right? yeah um so that that actually made everything much much more portable our whole family the mu- everything was portable at that point once school kicked in it that changed a little yeah. bit um I also just started to feel like, you know, I know a lot, there are kids that are completely, that grow up on the road and it's, and it's fine. I just, I started to feel like it wasn't the greatest fit for us. Um, so, and then Hattie came along and, and we really just wanted to chill it out after that. But I do feel again, back to like saying that, you know, just to the, to your point of music making being a much more fluid field now mm-hmm. i think that also it's benefit you know you don't i don't feel like the the urgency to tour that that's the only sustaining act yeah for um because that's that can actually be um you know a money pit nowadays you know depending on who you are and what you're where you fall um it can it can actually be you know, sort of a poor model for what, mm. you know, how, how you should be spending your time, you know? Um, and I really feel like I just want to focus on writing a lot. I think we, you know, we all sort of feel like that right now. You seem to have adapted so, to home life pretty well though. You know, you seem to, to, to enjoy this aspect, this chapter of your life. Yeah. I, I'm a home buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am. I, I mean, I just I I like having you know my dog over yeah. there, my kid upstairs, yeah. my you know it is it's um, it makes me happy. Did Did you start to miss it? Did you oh, start yeah. to miss going out? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I miss both. Did you see that? Yeah, you miss you miss the thing you can't have. Yeah. Was there ever sort of a point in your life when it just felt like? that music is just completely in your past, that this is your life now, and then that's maybe okay? Um, I think when I started Swan, Swan Song, that was my... Yeah. That was the objective. It hadn't yet really occurred, but that was the sure. game plan, is that I that did want That was wanna... fairly recently, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that I realized, though, when we went out on, you know, actually my first, not belly, but I did a 
tour with the Muses where mm-hmm. I opened for them, and then I played with played a subset with them, and we toured England and um, Scotland and here here and being out and seeing people that I hadn't seen in years who were part of you know these friendships that I'd made via music and just my the, my global musical community of yeah. friends you know pe- fans who had become friends people that I used to work with people that I met through you know just having reconnecting with those people was made me realize how 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 much how important touring is even if it happens only a few every few years just to make sure that i maintain that connective tissue because those all those people are so important to me and and it's there you know it's hard to it's hard to um maintain those relationships without without face FaceTime, <laughs> without that face-to-face and, yeah. you know, just having that widespread village of people back in my life was just, it just wonderful and continues to be. So that was another un- unexpected perk. Mm-hmm. 